0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Pet coverage not available in New Hampshire and North Carolina. Hello, hello. I am Matt Williamson. This is the Locked On NFL Podcast. I am at Williamson NFL. And once again, we are reaching out to the fantastic Locked On Network, and we are bringing in Robert Land from Locked On Houston, Texans. It is great to talk to you, man. How are you?
1: It's good to talk to people. Uh, we've been cooped up, a lot of us, in, in our houses and uh, apartments and and dwellings over the last few days. So it's just good to talk to people. And it's been it's been a real difficult week. Uh, I'm one of the lucky ones, John. I, I I didn't get any damage in my place. My my sister and my mom, who all live in the area, uh, just made it out dry, and so they're good. Um, but you you don't feel there's nothing. There's no victory feeling of it because. Uh, You have friends that have been rescued from boats. You've got friends that have been, some of them, by helicopter from their their houses, Uh, people that have lost everything that they have. And uh, it's a city that um, I I think is in mourning. But if anybody that's watched this and, and seen the news and seen what's going on here, if you don't know, the people of Houston are as tough as nails. Uh, One of the most resilient cities you'll ever go to. One of the best people. One of the most helping people. Um, You know, I was I was out today at a community center, uh, just trying to do a little bit. You know, didn't feel like I was doing a whole lot, but it was just good to see people and nobody seemed down. Uh, People were walking around with smiles on their faces. I think uh, this city is about as tough as it gets, and as and as they've come together about as well as you can. And there's been so many times within the last few days, John, I can't tell you, as I go through, you know, whether it's my social media or I watch the local news and I see what people are doing out there, uh, tears come to my eyes, not only because of all of the bad stuff, but because of the great stuff and and just the pride that you feel in being part of this community. Uh, we are the most multi-ethnic, multi-diverse uh, community in the country. If you look it up, we're Ahead of New York and L.A. and San Francisco and all those places that you read about, it's it's. I think what you might think Texas is uh, is you know it's not exactly what you would think when you came to Houston if you've never been here before. It's very unique and uh, the people are just amazing. And I couldn't be more proud to be a part of all this.
0: That's unbelievable. And I couldn't believe you know when I reached out saying we'd get like to get some people from Locked On on the podcast. Um, I you had written back, yeah, yeah, we're up for it. And I kind of just you know let you be because I, that was before any of this hit um you telling us about it, it's great maybe we can even strengthen the awareness even though you called me john twice <laughs> oh <I'm sorry. laughs> we'll yeah, let so, that slide I'm,
1: I'm, but... we, we were talking i think we were talking about john ledyard and and, and earlier uh, we were one of our friends in the nfl network <laughs> N- network are locked on uh uh Steelers guy and so yeah it's just uh Sorry about that, but yeah, it's uh, that's, how, that's where my so head so is right now. <laughs> I'll
0: let it slide for this time. But All right, let's talk Texans. Um, by the way, we're brought to you by SeatGeek. I'll tell you about them in a little bit. Uh, you want to start on the offensive side of the ball? Uh, my overview of Houston's offense is I have a lot of concerns. I have a lot of concerns. I'm not the biggest Watson guy to begin with, and despite Savage going to Pitt, I don't have a lot of faith in him. I think Watkins is a good but slightly overrated wide receiver. Fuller's not there. I like Fedorowicz. I think Miller's okay, but he's not a bell cow. And I really worry about the line.
1: Yeah, it's uh, we got a lot. Other of than problems. that, I love it. <laughs> we have there are leaks all over the place, and unfortunately, that that's a bad pun right now here. But uh, <laughs> I tell you what, it's uh, Dwayne Brown is the biggest thing that you worry about right now because that's your best offensive lineman and it all could fall apart if, if they don't figure out a way to get that uh, worked out and the one thing that we, we've just talked about but we just we don't know and the people that I've talked to all say that Dwayne Brown doesn't want to be in Houston now uh they he hasn't I haven't heard anything publicly it has been one of the least public things you will, you will ever hear there's been nothing from Dwayne Brown there's been nothing from his agent there's been nothing from the Texans They've kept it all pretty quiet, but I think the offensive line looks a lot better when Dwayne Brown is playing Absolutely. for them. And you get you get Dwayne Brown with Nick Martin, and we talked about it on our show quite a bit. And a lot of people, of course, are listening to us because uh, we're we're doing a little kind of multicast here. So this is also going on to the Locked On Texans. But uh, Matt, I mean, the thing about Nick Martin is he looks like a guy that might already be a top ten NFL center. And he's a guy that could seriously help this offensive line and, and make other guys better. And you put him with Dwayne Brown and even with the other holes that they have, it, it's not as bad. What what we keep insisting and we hope we're right about is uh, you can't get worse than Brock Osweiler last year. No doubt. So you would hope that, that just the fact that you've got another quarterback in. And I, I think Tom Savage uh, will figure out a way to get the ball to DeAndre Hopkins, which Brock couldn't figure out a way to do that. So that makes DeAndre Hopkins, once again, a part of the offense, which he wasn't under Brock Osweiler. And then you look at the rest of the receiving core, and, yeah, there's guys that are hurt. There's guys that are question marks. It looks like a mass unit. Um, we have Jalen Strong, who's out for the first game with the marijuana thing that went back to a year and a half ago, and and that's a whole thing that we've already whined in our show about to the NFL. Like, uh, nice working real quick on that one for – you know, this deal that's, you know, half the United States doesn't think it's uh, against the law anyway. Um, But that's a whole other story. And then uh, you looked at the running back situation. And this is where I think there could be some improvement, John. Deontay Foreman. Deontay Foreman. (laughs) that's That's where you could see a major upgrade. If you get Dwayne Brown back with Nick Martin and Deontay Foreman, the running game looks a lot better.
0: Yeah, and, and Foreman would be a nice compliment to Miller, a very different type of back. I'm glad you brought up Martin. Uh, I had the locked-on Bengals guy on yesterday, and we were talking about William Jackson. I mean, it's an extra first-round pick for Cincinnati. Well, same situation here. You know, an extra, an extra rookie, more or less, coming that you know to add to this draft class. But, you know, I mean, let's talk Brown for a second. Do you think that, you know, we've seen a lot of trades in the NFL this time of year, more than, more than usual. Could he be on the block? I mean, if they really are at an impasse, I'm sure Seattle or several other teams would gladly take him off the Texans' hands.
1: He could be on the block. I mean, I've, I've heard rumors to that effect, too, but it's just kind of through the grapevine of my people that cover the Texans. So, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, It seems like the local guys, we're always the last to know because uh, uh, Rick Smith or somebody in that front office has got uh, a, a line straight to Ian Rappaport or something like that. So we don't we don't hear about it until it's it's on a national basis. But, you know, some of the people that I know in the media that are pretty close to the situation say that, yeah, that's a possibility that he could be on the block. But I mean, the Texans. I don't think they want to do it. I think that's their last resort because we talked about it. The offensive line is terrible. They they, they drafted Julione Davenport, who they hope at some point can be a tackle of the future. But he's out of Bucknell, and he's a fourth-round pick, and he's a project. And we've seen him in the preseason, and he looks like a project. So he's still a year or two away. Uh, they've got some other guys like Breno Giacomini that looks like he'll be starting – uh, he can, he can do a decent job that they brought in. Uh, but Chris Clark, if he even makes the team, uh, he's no good. And then, you know, you've got a guy like Kendall lamb. That's an undrafted guy that they're, you know, sort of hoping, but that's it. That's all you can do with him is hope, hope, hope with him.
0: Yeah. I like the Davenport pick for tomorrow though. Not today. Clearly there's another rookie though, in offense we really have to talk the most about here. And that's Deshaun Watson. Um, I'll be honest, you know, of the, of the big four quarterbacks in this past draft, I had him ranked fourth. And I respect the charisma, the big game ability. There's a lot to love about those things. However, when I watched him, I thought he had below average arm strength. And, and certainly he's mobile and he's a playmaker. Um, and I think in the league, if your arm isn't great you have to be a point guard. You have to be a facilitator. I mean, I'm not saying you have to be a game manager, but you have to throw on the run. you got to roll out. you got to protect the football. And that brings me to my biggest issue with Watson is a lot of interceptions at the college level. You know, And, and his team's more talented than the teams he's playing. He's throwing to Mike Williams and those type of guys. Um, that scares me. I, I mean, do you feel differently about him?
1: Well, let me ask you this before I get started. Does your feeling change at all from watching him in preseason?
0: No. I mean, because I don't want to overlook, I don't want to look too much into those things. I actually just wrote an article. Um, one of my editors asked me, hey, can you rank the big four now that you've seen all the preseason? Well, I kept them the same. <laughs> you know, I mean, um, Trubisky, that's kind of what I expected. I mean, I certainly expected my homes to be up and down. Um, I, th- I thought Watson would do some good things and I, there is ability there, but, and I think his preseason has been favorable. I don't think it's been bad at all, but it doesn't change my scouting report on him yet.
1: Well, what I've seen so far is this, I I don't necessarily worry about the interceptions, but yes, the inaccuracy is an issue. And, and, and and here's what we've seen to this point. Uh, He shows, all of the athletic ability you can ask the arm the strength is there he can make uh, Any throw physically now th- that's the question is can the accuracy be learned and you talk to NFL people And they say no that can't be learned now He doesn't have a problem on some throws And then there's other throws that he just doesn't seem to know how to make if he's trying to make a throw downfield when the guy's running away from him either, you know, it's a fly pattern or what do they call the other one, like a, a nine route or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, th- those type of throws just really cause him a lot of issues. I mean, it, he's not close. And, you know, his, he actually would be, been fairly good as far as not turning the ball over the first couple of preseason games, and then he had a bad interception in that last preseason game and then two near interceptions. And we talked about that in our uh, postgame show after that one, and they won against New Orleans. But uh, from what we've seen uh, yeah, I'm still concerned about it. It still worries me, but you just you hope that this guy figures it out because everything else is there. It's it, he's electric to watch. I mean, he is Russell Wilson fun, and he is a he's got all of those intangibles that you just gotta love. Where he's the leadership they talk about is there, and the, the fact that this guy has been through everything that he's been through. In his life, you know, it, it's so mm-hmm. interesting, Matt, because I don't know if you've talked, to the, talked much about this on your show, but this this city has been through a lot. But if you looked at the draft for the Texans, they've got a, a, a bunch of guys coming in that have been through the ringer. You know, whether it's Watson, uh, who grew up extremely poor, his mother battled cancer, he had a house uh, uh, given to him through Habitat for Humanity, actually, by warwick dunn's uh, uh people uh you have uh carlos watkins that nearly died in a car accident um, lost a really close friend and family member in that accident in the car that he was in two or three years ago you've got Deontay foreman that that story everybody saw in the draft with uh, what he went through losing his his infant son uh you, i mean it's just it's and D- trustin decou who we were just in new orleans this is a louisiana kid grew up in the shadow of new orleans and his you know he he would live days without water and electricity his family was so poor his dad was in and out of jail his uh his his mom battled cancer and that's why he ended up uh transferring at one point in his college career closer to home and you know he (laughs) he just has been through everything and all of these guys have been through everything so you know in, in this situation like what's going on in houston uh, those guys can relate better than anybody. And and that's why I'm really excited about this young draft class. But yeah, Deshaun Watson, you hope he figures it out. But the, yeah, there's absolutely those concerns. And, and, I'm, and I am scared about all the things that you say.
0: Yeah, and that's a crazy coincidence that, that all those hardships and what's going on in Houston as we speak. I mean, what's the chances of that? That is crazy. And maybe those young men will be a little more... ...able to deal with their, their new surroundings and all the chaos that's going on because of their background. Uh, who's to say? But, um, Rob, I wanted to take a, a quick minute here and tell everyone about our buddies at SeatGeek. Um, I have the SeatGeek app on my phone. I found out it's by far the easiest way I have found to shop for tickets. I can be anywhere, and with just a few taps, I can instantly find seats... I actually am going to be using SeatGeek here real soon. Roger Waters, formerly of Pink Floyd, is coming to town, and I'm going to get four seats for me and three buds. I'm glad he's not coming on a Thursday, Monday, or Sunday night during the season, so he's going to be here on Tuesday, and I'm going to use SeatGeek to go check him out. Uh, SeatGeek saves you time and money by searching multiple ticket sites to compare prices and find amazing deals. And to get you the most bang for your buck, SeatGeek grades every ticket based on value to help you immediately identify the best seats to fit your budget. Plus, every purchase on, is, on SeatGeek is fully guaranteed, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Make SeatGeek your go-to app for finding the best deals on every type of ticket, from sports to concerts, comedy, theater, whatever you're into. So, best of all, Everyone out there listening gets $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Free money, can't beat that. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter my promo code, LONFL. That's promo code LONFL for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. So, before we get to the defense, there was two topics I wanted to bring up. First of all, the game has been canceled. The the Week 4 preseason game. Um, Do you know any more details on that? Do you think that affects the team in any negative way? I mean, I'm sure the coaches would like to play it, but I'm sure the J.J. Watts of the world aren't crying about it.
1: Yeah, it's a real weird year for this to happen because as everybody knows that follows the NFL, this is the first year where you're going from 90 to 53 in one big chunk. So, you know, these guys, they might've been putting off some decisions based a little bit on this game, but you have to have a feeling that, that the coaches know and they've seen enough at this point a, a couple of months in and know which way they want to go. It might affect one, one guy or two guys. Uh, it, the thing that happened here was I, I think they really wanted to play this game because it would they were giving all the proceeds to uh, the relief fund and that's where the money was wow. going. But Bob McNair is now uh, saying he's going to match what they would have gotten from that And the people that bought a ticket, from what I understand, can get a refund if they want a refund. If not, that money will be an addition put into the relief fund. Uh, Bob McNair, uh, kudos to him. A million dollars, thanks to the Titans ownership. And I believe Jerry Jones and also Bob Kraft so far have all matched the million dollars to start with. And, you know, we can't even go on without talking about uh, our superhero here in Houston, and and we talk about him ad nauseum. I know on our show and our listeners know this, but uh, if, if you don't know what JJ Watt does in this community, and it, and if you don't have an understanding, you you need to know because uh, the guy gets a lot of garbage for some reason nationally because uh, you know he's too much of a self promoter on Twitter and and this and that, and you know he is a he has been a self promoter and made he maybe he's made some mistakes there. Um, but the self-promotion that he does most of it is the good work that he does. And there is nothing wrong with that because, you know, you could say, oh, let's be old school and, and not talk about the good stuff that you're doing. But what he does is becomes an example for every young athlete going into professional sports. This is how you give back to your community. This is how you be involved. And he's done it from day one. He set a goal of $200,000, if I remember this right, at the beginning of Sunday. He puts out a video and says, I've got a goal for fund relief for $200,000. I'm starting with $100,000. He now has, in over two days, over 48 hours into it, $7 million. (laughs) And it's still going. I mean, it's unbelievable. And he's gotten, you know, not just, you know, the big money donors to deliver, I mean, 73,881 donors have given to this point. So what J.J. Watt does in this community, and so much of it you know, but then sometimes you hear about this or you hear about that. And I've seen the guy interact with fans. And I've seen him take the extra time after being out in the miserable Houston training camp practice when they were training here in Houston. After two hours and 95 degree heat, and 100,000-degree humidity that Houston is, the swamp that it is, and he will be the last guy out there a lot of times signing autographs, taking selfies with fans, and you, you just can't say enough about what he's done. And he was the first person that said, um, let's give the money that we make from this Cowboys game to her, to the relief fund. He immediately set it, set the tone, I'm sure, and put the pressure on Bob McNair and Jerry Jones on that one.
0: That's phenomenal, and you know. oh, by the way, I think he's the best football player on the planet, assuming he's healthy, Um, and that's great stuff. Before we get to the defense, and I have a lot of good things to say about the defense, and you might have figured out I'm a Watt fan as well, I got another massive concern with the Texans that often gets overlooked. I thought they were in competition for the worst overall special teams in the league last year, and it's really been a trend of late.
1: Oh uh, yeah, yeah, it's bad. It's been not just a, it's not been a year or two, it's right. been since O'Brien before that. I mean, they they've had issues for years now and d- d- do they have answers? Do you want me to a- answer that question for I mean, you?
0: did they do much in the off season to give you hope that they're going to be average at least?
1: Well, here's a couple of things that they tried to do. And I'm interested to see how they construct this roster. And, and we, we've made a couple of, or I've made it for sure of, on our podcast. I'm, I'm, I host it with Brian Patterson, uh, who also does House of Houston, a big Houston sports site here. But uh, I've talked about, you know, some of the things I would like to see them do. Kymie Fairbairn, I wanted to see if he was going to kick actually in, in this fourth game the whole time, because if he was going to kick the whole fourth game, then I was going to say, oh, that's a done deal. He's the field goal mm-hmm. kicker. He might be the field goal kicker. And you say, well, is that going to make a big difference? He kicks the ball out of the end zone. Nick Novak couldn't do it. They were one of the worst in the NFL, at, not the worst, at kicking the ball out of the end zone. And when you can't cover on kickoffs and punts, that's a, problem. That's a big deal. Yeah. yeah, that's a big deal. They, they picked up some guys that they hope uh, might help them in that area. In the draft, they went out and got guys, although I haven't seen much from those guys uh, even though they came in with a little fanfare, as special teams guys, guys like Zach Cunningham, their middle linebacker in the second round, and Tristan Dacou in the fifth round, their their cornerback, uh, those guys supposed to be really good special teamers. We'll see, but they, they they've tried to find guys with some speed. Um, be interesting to see how they fit on the roster and if they fit on the roster, and that's that's where they need to really make the the impact there. Uh, Tyler Irvin is fine on punt returns, but. You know, we made or I made the prediction anyway, um, and and this was a guy that we thought was real interesting. They picked up Jordan Todman, who uh, has a really great kickoff return average uh, right before the final or the last preseason game that they they had. If they keep him around, that could help out because he's been really good at that. And they don't have anybody that's been a good kickoff returner in ages. You know, you have to go back to uh, I don't know maybe Jacoby Jones, but he was more of a punt returner. Uh, you, you probably have to go to, uh, Mathis, uh, back, uh, maybe a decade ago or something like that. It seems like it's been a decade, but it's been a long time. And yeah, the special teams is terrible.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they really are. Um, what isn't terrible is the rest of the locked on network. You know, for all my listeners, I haven't had enough of these guys on, Robert's given us a lot of great information. We've done Locked on Chiefs the last couple days, Locked on Bengals. I urge you to check out the entire network. There's a lot of good stuff out there, as you can tell by these episodes. So we will be right back in a moment to talk defense. Is that the new iPhone? Yeah, got it on T-Mobile. Fastest iPhone deserves America's fastest LTE network. now, I haven't said a whole lot of great things about your team. <laughs> as you maybe have noticed, I'm not a huge believer in the Houston Texans. However, you know, a month or so before the season, I was looking for things to talk about on the Locked On podcast, and I did my top 10 defenses, my top 10 offenses, my top 10 running back groups, things like that. I have the Texans as the best defense in the league.
1: Let me ask you this. I mean, the predictions out there, they might say, oh, the Texans should come back down because of this and that. And we know their special teams is terrible and their offense was terrible last year. And we don't know if those are any better. But I always just say, think about this when you're thinking about the Texans. They get back J.J. Watt and they get somebody besides Brock Osweiler at quarterback doesn't that make them at least a little bit better?
0: <laughs> no doubt. No, no doubt about it. I mean, and they were a playoff team last year. I just look at them and think they're going to have to win tight, low scoring games, cause a lot of turnovers and big play on defense, not kill themselves on offense. And I keep going back to that special teams too. Like if you're going to be in that recipe, you better be good on special teams. You know, like Baltimore often has that recipe and they're always good on special teams, but Again, I mean, I think this defense is as good as any in the league. And, I mean, we mentioned Watt. I think he's the best defensive player since Lawrence Taylor or Reggie White. And he's in the conversation with those guys. And I hope he's back to being the player he was before the injury.
1: Bill Belichick has, you know, he's talked about him in the same breath as Lawrence Taylor. And Belichick coached Taylor and... You know, Belichick knows a little bit about football, so I'm going to I'm going to go with him. But I, I've watched I've been around for a long time. I've been watching football, uh, you know, since the 70s, I guess. And and he to me, he's the best guy that I've seen. I talked to somebody else that a little older than me. They they felt like and, and you know, I don't know if I seen Reggie White enough. They felt like Reggie White was maybe better than J.J. Watt. The one thing that I just don't remember from Reggie White that I that I've seen from J.J. Watt is the game changing turnovers like grabbing the ball out of the air with one hand <laughs> and running back 80 yard touchdowns uh, after he does that and you know if the ball is on the ground and JJ Watt is in the stadium and he's on defense he's going to get the ball and and to me that's the, what separates him from some of these other guys that I remember you know over the course of history and just the attention that he's gotten and still able to make an impact and still do what he does. You know, he's not a linebacker, you know, sometimes he's lining up at nose tackle and sometimes he's lining up on one side of the line or the other side of the line. So they move him around, but it's typically not like he's got the, the versatility to, to, you know, just be an edge rusher and that's it. You know, they depend on him for, to do some other things as well. Um, if he's healthy and that's a big, if, You know, this defense is frightening with him and Clowney and Whitney Merciless and their front seven, especially. We've got some concerns on the back end, but that front end is just so frightening. But with JJ Watt, you just hope that, you know, I think if you're a Texan fan, you go, just give us 80% or 90% of the old JJ. That's just that with Clowney and the Clowney that we saw last year. And it's a pretty darn good defense. And it's hard to see any drop off, even though. They're going from Romeo Cornell calling plays to Mike Vrabel. But those guys are, you know, really tight. And, you know, I'm sure they think quite a lot alike. And Cornell is still around and he's still here and overseeing things. So, uh, you know, if there's a problem, Cornell will be there to fix it. But I, I just can't see much of a drop off except, you know, with some concerns about the secondary. If there's a m- mountain of injuries like any team, yeah, there could be a drop off, but you know that's you could say that about any NFL team. We could go through uh, all the good defenses in the NFL.
0: No, I don't think there's be any drop off. I think they'll be even better, you know, because of Watt coming back. Uh, they used a second round pick on a linebacker. You get uh, Johnson, the cornerback, back from injury too. And yeah, Bouye is gone, and there are some worries in the the back half. But you know, you mentioned Cronell. I was with Romeo in Cleveland. I mean, he's very, very impressive. I think he makes a lot of problems go away. They do a great job of covering gaps up front and attacking, you know, you know every gap and not allowing the, to double-team the Clownies and Mercilesses and, and Watts. Um, real quick on Clowney and Merciless. I think some people out there are under the misconception the Clowney's just a pure stand-up edge rusher like a Derek Thomas or a Von Miller. I mean, they line him up on the inside a lot, and he's really good against the run, all that being said, I think he's a great player, but I think he's a smidge overrated because of the big name coming in, and I think Merciless is massively underrated, especially as a pass rusher.
1: Clowney might be overrated depending on, I guess, how you see it, but I don't think he's going to not get better. I mean, I no, I agree, I agree. He's he's working on it. He, you can tell he wants to. You know, it's, when you meet Clowney and I, I, I've been around him quite a bit and he's just so nonchalant and people look at that and he kind of has this, you know, he's, you know, really kind of funny in a way. And people might look at his the way I guess you look at his sort of whole demeanor and you think oh, he doesn't care. And that I don't think you could be more wrong about him. And that's the thing. If you if you think that we've seen the best that we're going to see of Clowney, I, I think there's so much more there you know, his defensive assistant coaches. We talked about that with them uh, a couple of months ago during mini camps and, you know, they felt the same way. So, you know, I I think there's more to Clowney and and we'll see. And the talent that he has in his little finger is more than most guys. And yeah, Whitney Merciless uh, on the field, some of his numbers. But remember, a lot of what Whitney Merciless has done over the last couple of years, he's either had Watt or Clowney there to distract people. And that's Mm -hmm. a help, but you got to give Whitney merciless credit because this guy was almost considered a bust two or three years in as a first round pick. And now he's one of the best outside linebackers in the game.
0: No doubt about it. Um, I've kept you longer than I planned. My last question for you though, if you have any concerns about the defense, what are they?
1: Safety, 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 and a little bit in the, the cornerback depth. Um, We'll start off with uh, the safety position that the Texans, uh, they've never put any stock into it. Um, Right now, there's maybe two guys that you have any confidence in. and, And those guys, there's nothing super exceptional, although Andre Howell is a seventh round pick and was drafted as a cornerback out of Vanderbilt. They've moved to safety and has turned into a really good one. And then Corey Moore, who basically came out of nowhere last year, played a lot. Uh, looked better and better as it went along. He's he's looked good so far in this off season. Uh, those two guys are okay. Eddie Pleasant's serviceable. He's been around for a few years. Uh, he doesn't get you excited, but he's kind of a serviceable safety. Beyond that, it's 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 kind of bad. KJ Dylan uh, looked really good and was starting to show flashes early last year as a as a safety that could cause some havoc. He was a, a fifth round pick, I believe, last year. I'm I'm blanking on that, but you know he's a guy that. Has not looked good. He's but he's coming off a of major surgery, so we'll see. And and I talked to him uh, this offseason, and 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 I think it was between the preseason games. And he said he's just he feels like his, his aggression still isn't there. He's still not, you know, he still needs to get a little bit more aggressive. And 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 I think that's just saying that he's just not confident, maybe as he was uh, before the surgery. So so we'll see. The cornerbacks, uh, you're worried about. Joseph and Kareem Jackson and their health because they're older and they've had some injuries the last couple of years. Kevin Johnson has missed the last two seasons. He's He's gone out in the middle of the last two seasons with the foot injury on the same foot. That scares you to death. He was a first yeah. round pick. He's an extremely talented guy. He could be one of the best in the league if they can keep him on the field. Beyond that, uh, you know, it's just a hodgepodge. So, yeah, the secondary, um, I think health. Uh, is is a big concern that that's going to be the biggest thing with them because there's there's no depth and the guys that they they need to be healthy a lot of times aren't healthy.
0: Robert, what's your Twitter handle? I should have asked you that earlier.
1: Well, of course, we're we're at Locked On Texans and uh, also I, I do HoustonSportsTalk dot net. I talk about all Rockets and Astros and Cougars and everything else. So it's at HST Podcast. and I've been doing that for four years. So actually prior to the network and. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it should be a fun year, Matt. I just think this, this team is going to be interesting to watch because, you know, we we're wanting to see what we're going to get from JJ Watt and what Tom Savage can show you. And Deontay Foreman, I think is going to, uh, be the talk of the league. If he, if he gets on the field and can stay on the field and can stay healthy. Um, that's another guy that's dealing with some health issues in the preseason. So we'll see, but uh, you look at the guys that they have at some of the skill positions and you go, well, these guys should be
0: fun to watch. Maybe, 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 yeah, maybe And the divisions, not all that crazy. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. And just thanks for telling everyone about the hurricane efforts and what Watts doing and all you guys are dealing with in Houston, our hearts and prayers go out to the entire city. I hope everything works out. But Robert, you were a fantastic guest. Thanks again.
1: Yeah. And thank you. And thanks everybody around the country that um, just as uh, show their support for Houston. We appreciate it. We thank you. And and, uh, we'll be back.
0: Absolutely. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10:31:17.